Man, 2020 has been a sports season unlike any other. That's why you need a sports book unlike any other. My bookie. Get some skin in the game where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await you all season long. These are the sizzle that go with the stake of having a reliable place to put a little bit of money down, or maybe a lot of money down, on your favorite sport. My bookie. Turkey Day is coming. There is no better time to feast on your NFL college football action. Whether you're a first-time customer or if you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in their thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and more. Sign up today for the first time or get reloaded. Find your edge and make some money. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. The best part is my bookie never closes, and there's no smoke getting in your eyes. Make the right place, sign up today, and when you do, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put 200 bucks in, they'll match it with $100 of their own. So if you're planning to bet this coming fall, guess what? You're already ahead of the game. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Today on the Zabecast, he's still not the one. RG3 flops badly in a game he had three years to get ready for. We've got screeching sports writers now penning zombie fan fiction on the coronavirus, Herbie's struggle session, and notorious J-A-Y. All that, plus I must say, hmm, tastes like all lab-grown meat. Your high test, not street legal, 30-minute dose of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. Thank you for downloading and thank you for giving me the day off yesterday. We didn't give it to you. You just took it. Okay. Still, I needed that load maintenance day on Wednesday as I continue to struggle to get back on firm footing with my GERD, GERD, GERD. GERD's the word. But we are ready to go for today. Son of a bitch, Batman. I fired in at mybookie.com on Ravens Steelers. I took the Steelers minus 10 and a half. I'm thinking this this has got to be it. This is come on. <laughs> RG3, you got all these guys out for the Ravens. Come on, they're going to kill them. And they were covering 19 to 7 late. RG3 had already been replaced. With Trace McSorley. It looked like RG3 might have tweaked the hamstring. He was getting taped. His leg was getting taped seriously uh, towards the end of the game. There's about five minutes to go. And the Ravens are going for it on fourth down. And uh, they're not converting. And Trace McSorley's in the game. Minka Fitzpatrick missed a stone cold. Probably pick six. Dropped it. And I'm thinking, nah, that's not going to come back to haunt me, is it? Steelers get the ball back. I'm like, they're not going to score a touchdown. It's 19-7. to 7. How are they going to score a touchdown? Come back after eating a lovely Thai dinner with my family. Turn on the TV. Son of a bitch! Final score, Steelers 19 and the Ravens 14. That is a loser. Man is a gambler. That's why you should never gamble. Except you should gamble because it's fun. He owed me money. Reasonably. He refused to pay. He avoided me. That's why you should never gamble. That is not true. You, you you should gamble reasonably, and I didn't put a lot of money on the game, but I did put a hundred bucks on the game, which to me is a lot of money betting wise. I don't bet a ton of money. I bet with this my mouth. I bet with my picks. I take pride in my picks. I don't necessarily bet a lot of money. Just full disclosure. So I went to mybookie.com, which where you should get your account because it's a great place to fire in a wager or two whenever you want. Make sure to use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get your matching deposit. Read the rules on matching deposits and go from there. And I said, all right, I'm going to put in 100 bucks. Sure thing, right? No. We saw how it ended. The bottom line, though, is that RG3 remains not the man. 
you can't get a more perfect situation for Robert to shine in a one-game situation. Now, I know Pittsburgh's defense is really, really good. Although Bud Dupree looked like he blew out his knee on a play late in this game. It just ended. And the announcers kind of missed it. Uh, Tarico and Collinsworth, great, great combination. And he was walking off the field gingerly. They finally acknowledged it after the play was over. That was the Minka Fitzpatrick play where he almost picked it off. That would be a huge blow to that defense, but they're legit. But here's Robert Griffin III. The moment was made for him. Not only has he been with the Ravens now, this is his third year as understudy to Lamar Jackson, but he had all week plus an extra three days. And he still finished 7-4. Why did you reset that? 7-for-12 for 33 yards. 7-for-12 for 33 yards. He ran it seven times for 68 yards, including a 39-yarder. Nice, healthy 9.7 average. But it was like RG3 1.0 all over again. I'm not trying to bag on the guy. But I'm, oh shit, I'm just now seeing this stupid Hollywood Brown 80-yard touchdown that fucked me on the spread. Some DB made a gamble for the Steelers. You idiot! What are you doing? Just play soft. Don't go for, okay, sorry. Back to RG3. I'm not bagging on him. But I'm just saying this emphasizes, underscores, once and for all, with a big bright red line, he's still not it. He can't play the position in the NFL the way it needs to be played. 7 for 12, 33 yards passing. Ran it around a bunch, got hurt. There, There's the ballad of RG3 right there. That, my friends, is a wrap. Big Ben threw it 51 times. Man, they like the throw in Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers will take on my Washington football team on Monday, and God help us, I think we've got a big task on our hands to beat an 11-0 Steeler team that continues to roll on. Now let's talk about screeching sports writers. Oh my God, Sally Jenkins, what has happened to you? Sally Jenkins, Washington Post, has penned the most hysterical piece of COVID-related sports fan fiction I have ever seen. And I actually kind of like Sally. And I've had her on my show a number of times. But my God, sometimes... She just goes nuts, just gets off the deep end here talking about this coronavirus stuff. Here's her story. Headline, the thoughtless husks who plunged this NFL season into chaos deserve a public shaming. She writes, here we are, still living through this damn zombie movie. Only the zombies aren't the living dead. They're the incompetent, brain dead, in living bodies, jerkily animated by their own impervious wants, sightless and hollowed out, incapable of self-preservation, yet wreakers of havoc and destruction on others. First of all, that's a sentence. It took just one zombie on the Baltimore Ravens who neglected to cover his nose and mouth with a mask to thereby wreck his own team and with it a ripple effect of infection plunging the NFL into organizational chaos. Really? She writes, they're easy to spot zombies. They're the unsentient, disconnected husks who walk around breathing potential hell on their colleagues and neighbors. They lurch clumsily into the midst of crowded rooms with their masks either missing or dragging around their chins, spreading their odorless danger mercilessly as they shout. Steve Saunders, the strength coach of the Ravens, clearly a zombie, she writes. Denver Broncos quarterbacks Drew Locke, Blake Bortles, Brent Rippon, and Jeff Driscoll, a whole cohort of zombies, mobile in body but empty-skulled, lax, and evidently less than cooperative about their contacts. See, one thing about zombies is they're not just unthinking. They're aggressively unthinking. Sally says the thing to do when you see zombies is to scream. Scream their names out loud. It's unclear whether this can stop a zombie because they're such inherently sightless, deaf, selfish, and oblivious organisms. 
but she believes that must be done. Call him out, she says. This meathead coach, Coach Saunders, shame. Shame. It's just amazing that there is no self-awareness. It has, 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 has Sally written about any politicians who have appeared maskless in public settings? Especially, I'm sure, her precious Democrat politicians? No, of course not. Has not called out Lori Lightfoot or Governor Cuomo or Governor Newsom or any number of others. Just know, how dare the Broncos quarterbacks have a lapse in judgment. The interesting thing is that uh, the mother of Drew Locke, God bless her, took to Twitter to push back saying the uh, criticism of her son and claiming he lacked leadership skills is out of line. She writes, shame. Shame on the many for thinking that they can speak of others in damning ways. Oh, we got a shame war here. Shame, 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 shame. Here is the truth. Mama Locke wrote, Drew in the quarterback room requested permission to watch film. They came to the facility on their own time to put in more work. His leadership, which seems to be in question by some, brought them to this predicament. Drew asking for more of a commitment of his quarterback room than just a normal NFL day. Drew and the quarterbacks even requested a room at the facility rather than risking trouble and meeting at an off-campus site. Mama added that the quarterbacks let their guard down briefly, indicating the situation is unfortunate but not worthy of damning or shame. She points out this is a group of four men that had tested negative that day and are with their people, their ecosystem, as we tell our children and friends to do. They let their guard down. Yes, they did not wear their masks the entire time they were in the socially distanced environment, she continued. Good for Mama Locke. Oh, by the way, everybody but Driscoll was cleared today by the Broncos to resume activities. Why? They're still negative. They didn't even catch the row with their masks down in a room with a Jeff Driscoll who was virus-laden with his nose open and spreading the odorless, maybe deadly virus. God damn the hysteria is out of control. All right, before I get to uh, Notorious J-A-Y, don't forget, we are going to Mexico. I know. You're going to Mexico. Don't you know there's a government restriction? There's not a restriction, by the way. There's a recommendation not to travel to Mexico. Guess what? The CDC is recommending a lot of things all over the place. I know this. By the time February comes, you are going to be ready and you're going to need a vacation. Come join me and the rest of the 97.3 The Game family. Out of Milwaukee, charter flight. We're going to Riviera Maya. It's going to be awesome. Mexico is open for business. They are taking all precautions. They are sanitizing all over the place. And no, you will not be required to wear a mask at the pool or at the beach. We're going to be the safest place possible. Outside, in the sunshine, killing coronavirus, comfortably six feet away, just enjoying a winter week that you will not soon forget. Come on. Come one, come all. We've extended the deadline to sign up until the 15th of December. So let's go. The price is amazing. Uh, get on board. Go to thegamemke.com and find out more information there. If you want more information from me, if you're perhaps listening to this podcast outside of the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, and you're like, I'd like to go, but how does this work in terms of getting there? I will help you out in that regard. We can work on that. We can figure out a way. When there's a will, there's a way. And it's not going to be as hard as you think. All right, time now for our man, Notorious J-A-Y. Hello. We have breaking news. Literally, as we start this podcast, or at least this guest segment, John Wall is out of D.C. Did you see the news, Jay? No. Yes. Out, gone, traded for Russell Westbrook. And the Wizards had to include a future first-round pick. Ouch! That's gonna sting. I don't know who wins in this. I don't. It doesn't matter. Here John is my gone. John yeah, Wall's that, gone. I, yeah, I'm not celebrating per se, but it just wow. I said, sure, Wall for Westbrook. Why not? I'm bored as a Wizard fan. 
I'm just trying to think who wins, and, and it's a push. It really they're, is. They're both selfish, <clears throat> both high-volume, low-percentage shooters. The one thing about Russell Westbrook is he really tries hard and wants to win. Yeah. But he just can't shoot. John Wall doesn't give a shit. He just wants to throw gang signs yeah. up and <laughs> hang with his homies. You know, so I, I, it's a push. It is a push. Now, who knows if that first-round pick is lottery-protected, what other protections there are on it. I would assume the Wizards won't be terrible with Westbrook and Bradley Beal, right? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know. I, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> well, it'll, it'll put a little jolt into the upcoming Wizards season. Because I think nobody was genuinely excited about a Wall Beal reboot with Wall's reconstructed knee, right? Yeah, was it? I mean, do you think he just worked on his jumper game while he was out? I doubt it. No, uh, and there's only so far it can go. He, you know, I'll give Wall credit. He moved the needle on his jumper a lot from when he came into the league. But part of the problem is the jumper was straight trash when he came in. Yeah. To the it, NBA. it was like he's you know, to go from from Ben Simmons to Larry Bird on a scale. He was <laughs> he was he was closer he was closer to, ben, closer Simmons to ben Simmons than yeah. Larry Bird, yeah. and that's never a good thing. But he, I will say, one of the most explosive people I've seen up close with the basketball going from one end to the other. Oh, he's as fast as hell. I've never I, I haven't seen anybody faster than him in person. In person. Absolutely insane. And and his ability to finish not just at the rim, but I believe he finished under the rim and behind the rim on so many of his drives where it looks like you're out of space and he finds a nook as he's flying past defenders to get the ball up and in. It's incredible. But that is a circus act. Oop, hello. Hello? Jay? Jay, what happened? Hold on. I hear you. Hello? Oh, there you are. You all right? Yeah. I, I don't know. It wasn't me. Something, I'm just sitting something here. Something weird happened. Uh, my phone's been acting weird. Uh, I just I was able to solve what could have been a two-hour wait on hold with Verizon because my phone had this annoying little trick where you'd call me, I'd pick up the phone, and it would instantly beep, 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 hang up on you. Ha ha, joke's on you. You wanted to call me, and so people would then call me right back, and it would happen again. And then I'd have to text the person going, let me call you. My phone is automatically hanging up on people. Luckily, I did the old hard reboot, and apparently, Jay, it seems to be fixed. fixed. Okay. So anyway, all right, we're back to where we were. So back, you know, back, back to Russell so Clinton. Wall, yeah. So Wall, I said, you know, what Wall did was a circus trick. It was not necessarily the formula for winning basketball, right? Yeah, the same thing with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, Westbrook does similar stuff. Yes, explosive going from one end to the other. Uh, I don't think we've seen a better power dunker from the guard position, albeit he's six five. He's not six one, but when six, he gets a full head of steam, impossible to stop. Six five is the new six two, Jay. You know that yeah, for guards. That's, that's true. It used to be yeah. it used to be if you were a six two, you were a shooting guard. Six two shooting guards used to live in the NBA. Six two shooting guards do not exist anymore. The last six five under guard that was I think Joe Dumars. Might have been. Yeah. yeah, Hersey Hawkins was a six-three sharpshooter, I believe. Once six, upon a six, time, six-six listed on the uh, Philadelphia 76ers roster, though. Really? He was. Was he, he listed six, as six. that tall? Yeah, he was. He was only six-six when he came out of. Oh my God! Where did Hersey Hawkins? Oh God! Hersey Lamar. Hawkins. Wait, he didn't go to Lamar. He went. Oh, he went to a Mac school. Shit! Oh God, damn it! <laughs> Need me to Google living? it. I was going to say, we live in an age that we don't have to guess. Hersey um, Hawkins College. Now to see how tall he was. He he was 6'3", bro. Bradley. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying he was 6'3", but he was listed. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm, he's listed on Wikipedia as 6'3". 
Oh, and he, he went. Was, and I, he I, went to Bradley. Been in the draft, he was six six. Hersey Hawk. He went to Bradley. That's slow footed, but he he was he was yeah. your prototypical uh, <laughs> driveway game. Yeah, slow foot, and but if you set his feet, he'd kill you. By the way, I just googled in NBA shooting guards under, and it goes six foot four. It suggested that for me. So anyway, all right. Well, John Wall is out, and the Russell Westbrook era begins in Washington. Let's move on. Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. huzzah. We just watched Raven Steelers on a Wednesday afternoon in the middle of the day. Got some bad breaking news. What's that? Bud Dupree out for the season. I saw it happen. Okay, I saw it too. He goes to rush uh, Trace McSorley late in the game. He stutter steps and stops and then crumples to the ground and starts and, and, pounding. And pounding the ground. Yes. And, and neither Tarico nor Collinsworth nor, yeah. noticed it. And I'm like, forget the fucking play and the fact that Mick and Fitzpatrick dropped a pick six that could have won me my bet of Steelers minus 10.5 for $100. Fuck that. Dupree is down. There's a problem. And then they yeah. show him walking off the field. So the breaking news is out for the year. I, I tore ACL. Oh. My God. Now, I, I just got off the phone with a buddy of mine, and I told him, I'm worried about this game on Monday. Uh, against uh, us. Because, <laughs> no, you can laugh all you want to. But the one thing you guys have oh God. is a front four. Yes. We're going to come for Big Ben. And, come and, and, now come and, come. and now you can double team TJ Watt. You can, you can put a, a tight end and a tackle on him. Mm-hmm. Again, that this game worries me more than Buffalo. <laughs> Only you would worry about a four and seven team. <laughs> I, okay, all right. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I, I've, I've been Negro Domus on this podcast before. When, a, when I say, when you I, you can't say that. Nick, Take the, that the, back. The, the Chappelle skit, Negro Domus. Ah, you can't say that. I can see. By the way, who else? Who else predicted Virginia losing to UMBC? That would have been me. So I think you did I have, do that. I think I have a, a track record okay. here. All right. I just you know, as a white guy, as a proprietor of the shop, I'm not you know that that sort of language here. It doesn't matter that you're black. Someone's going to come looking That's for me. The best Chappelle show and Negro doesn't matter with Paul Moody. Do you? Sorry, I okay. mean, Chappelle pulled all his stuff from Netflix. And so he should have. He wasn't getting paid for it. Right. Now, it's still streaming on whatever, Viacom, whatever yeah. their app is. It can still be had. It's probably all over YouTube, too, right? Oh, every everything is. But okay. but you know what? I, I, I give Netflix credit for saying, you know what, Dave? We'll, we'll take it down. Well, we Boom. I talked about this. I'm like, Chappelle's little stand-up bit said, I appreciate that. And I'm like, well, don't go out of your way patting Netflix on the back. They're not dumb. They're in business with current Dave Chappelle right. to produce they're, they're new right. to produce new content they can make money on. So why do they care about old Dave Chappelle that somebody else already has the rights to? Now, with that being said, I'm going to make a Dave Chappelle statement. Dave Chappelle is my favorite comedian since Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I, I better can, than? Can, I, to I quote Eddie Murphy, better than Eddie Murphy? Better no. than McDonald's? I mean, it's different eras, different times, but right now it's Murphy, Rock, Pryor, and Chappelle. That's, that's, my, that, that's my Mount Rushmore. But Dave Chappelle's kind of a dick. Because yes, he is. He has been crushing Key and Peele. For like Ooh. four years. Why? I don't, I don't. I don't get it. He keeps. Well, they took my show. They what? <laughs> he, he keeps. He sounds like an old get off my lawn guy. That 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 you know you quit because you couldn't handle the pressure. That's basically what happened. And Ken Peel came in and did a very funny fucking show. Yeah. I mean, Comedy Central tried with the mind of Mencia, but little did we know, Mencia was a hack. Yep. And, and a, wasn't and a, funny. And a thief. Stole a, uh, material. Then they tried with Amy Schumer, and Jeez. I can't say anything because I'll be, I'll be, you know, I can't say anything about a woman because I'll be, you know, I'll be I know. a woman basher. You could say so she I'm was not funny. About, she's not funny. Okay, I'll say she's not funny. By the way, but... She's she's done, right? Like, her brief run of fame is over, Amy Schumer, well, right? Well, she got married and had a kid. 
Yeah, and yeah, that ruined her looks. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Oh. Wow. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second, Jam. I've got a specific piece of music for that. Let's try that again. Oh, she got married and had kids. That ruined her hot looks. <laughs> that was good. Right. That was good. All right. So anyway, um, wow, Chappelle's been ripping on Key and Peele. That's too bad. I mean, Hingle McCringleberry and the three thrusts bit is next level pop culture fucking Hall of Fame shit. There are so many good. <sighs> Key and Peele have a skit of two black guys, and you're you're going to get you're going to go Uh-oh. Uh-oh. two black guys at a slave auction, and they are upset. Because Jesus they have Christ. not, they have not been sold yet. So they, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> they are, they are getting angry with the, <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> right, exactly. That's exactly. Oh, how do you pick this guy? Oh, He's Jesus. not even that tall. Jesus Christ! It's, they are, I'm sorry. They're, I'm they're already funny. I know. It's okay. Uh, that said, uh, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Uh, by the way, the Chappelle racial draft skit got major play in the Tiger Woods documentary that ESPN chose to roll out on a Sunday night during football season for some reason. I didn't see reason. that. I, I got to go back and watch that. Yes. They, they, they talked about it, and they had Tita Woods interviewed talking about, you know, the fact. I mean, Tita's not real happy. She's like, look, Tiger is every bit Asian as he is black. And I don't want him to renounce that. And she didn't seem very down with, you know. And, of course, it was interesting the way they described it. That bit, though, is one of the all-time funny bits, the racial draft. It's it's in Chappelle's top ten, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually saying something. Like, yeah, you think top ten, you're like, of- oh, that's not very good. No, for Chappelle, that's really good. That's, that's, that's really good, yeah. <laughs> what, but I mean, all right, what else is there? There's, there's, there's uh, Wayne oh, Brady going to have to slap a bitch? Wayne Brady. The the Blake family, the Blake, Prince, right, the N family, Prince, Rick James, okay. the pix, the pixie skit. Uh, oh, oh my God! Oh, Clayton Bigsby, the the blind racist. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm going to keep. I'm going to just uh, that was that six right there offhand. Yeah, right off the, the top. Draft. Wayne, um, Wayne Brady, the N family, uh, the pixie. Skit, oh, Clayton Bush, blind racist. Trading spouses. That <laughs> okay. was hysterical. Okay. Uh, I mean, the Prince one. The, yeah. There's the one where he went and uh, different people uh, reacted differently to different types of music. White people like guitars. Yeah. Black people like drums. They were that one. That was a funny. He's got so many. Yeah, it's it's, it's like hard. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the Raven Steelers just went down, and I just mentioned before you came on how RG three is still not the one. He God, had three. He's not good. He, so not, he had three years to prepare to show he can play in this league in a system he's been studying for three years as the understudy to Lamar Jackson, and he fucking sucked ass in this game. Cannot play the position. He can run still. But that's about it. It's amazing. I, I, I was not worried one iota about Robert Griffin III. I, I, I was not. I knew he would As do. Well, you shouldn't be. Yeah. I knew he would do a couple dumb things. Fumbling a pick kind of proved me right. I mean, he he, he busted off one nice run for. 39 by yards. The way, Every time he got up when he do that first down, oh my god! I was hoping someone just take a shot. I, I do not. I, that's one guy I do not like. He uh, he just he he is very tuned out to any criticism of him. He loves himself, and we should all love ourselves as much as RG three loves himself and his own cutesy sayings. No pressure, no diamonds. Know your why. All in for week one. All this bullshit. But this is what annoyed the locker room in Washington with him is because you mate that kind of attitude with results that got him rookie of the year. He was a monster in that organization. He thought he could do no wrong, and he was clearly tight with the owner, and the locker room hated him for it. And they, and so they should have. Yeah. I mean, the same thing from what I hear is, is going on in Philly. Carson Wentz is really tight with the owner, 
but the locker room hates him. Yeah, the the, the Carson Wentz thing. He he's just lost it. Uh, he's he's going to go the way of RG three. I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks who just lost it. That they were good and then they lost their way and they never were good again. Not guys who were injured, but guys that lost oh, it. That's wow. one to noodle okay. on. Noodle on that yeah, for a week. Yeah, I meant to down to think about that. Yeah, RG three yeah. was oh, so. Does Nick Culpepper? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. That, that just came. Wow, that just came again. Byron Leftwich. I don't know if he was ever that good. I like Byron Leftwich. Well, nice guy. David Garrard. I'm naming all black quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> you got your black sunglasses on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know RG three was so bad. Kendall Hinton texted, "Man, bro, you stink." <laughs> You know, Kendall, you know, I give Kendall Hinton a <laughs> credit a for effort. I know. He was like as good as Tebow. I know. He had a Tebow game. I know. Well, yeah, if that. One for six <laughs> for 13 yards. Hey. <laughs> it's just so hard to play the position. That's the thing. And the NFL is running out of quarterbacks. They're all getting hurt. And they'll end up uh, the season with, I don't know, two guys who can play. Basically, basically Mahomes and Rodgers, who are within uh, – just statistical, you know, click one click of each other right now in the NFL and the Brady thing. Okay, here's a question for you on Brady. I want you to sol- settle this for me once and for all. People are nitpicking Brady, and now Ryan Clark is nitpicking his own castmate Dan Orlovsky as being too much of a Brady apologist. Right? You aware of okay. that? I do not. I haven't seen it. Okay, no. I say, yeah, you're right. You're probably making excuses for Brady, but guess what? He's thir- He's forty three. I keep. I keep saying no. No. I. I, I totally agree with that. I've been saying that to. Uh, I'm in a. You know. There's a bunch of guys who I went to school with. We're in a little, little Facebook room, and uh, we DM each other all the time. And one guy was bitching about Brady, and I was like, "He's forty fucking three. Yeah. I, I, don't, he, I don't know what you expect. He's, he's forty. He's forty three. Forty three on a new team with a new offense, without and any it, it real off season program to work on timing and shit. This is exactly what I would have expected. And an idiot and an idiot coach. And a coach, right, who probably is too stubborn to adjust his offense to do more yeah. things that would benefit Brady. I, I just think any sustained criticism of Brady, other than just, yeah, it's not really working out, is idiotic because he's got six fucking rings and he's 43. I don't know why it's so hard to just say he's 43 and let it go. I don't know. I guess because – well, the, the counter-argument is, well, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. They're all subject oh, to the Jesus same criticism. Got to treat them all the same way, Jay. No, 43, 43 <laughs> years old. Exactly. I mean, look at Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he – I heard somebody say – who were they talking about? They were talking – oh, 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 um, the, the uh, L.A. Charger quarterback. He said he's, he's Ben Roethlisberger – with better mobility. And I was like, oh, you mean like when Ben was 21? How he looked? Like, you're a fucking idiot to say that. Ben Ben is lumbering, but Ben moves well eight-direction joystick-wise in the pocket. And he sheds yes. guys. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, by the way, speaking I, I, of, I don't like Tom Brady, but yeah. I realize he's the best quarterback of this of this generation. Yeah. And like, like I said, he's 43 years old, and he's doing just fine to me. Speaking of shedding guys, I saw the most amazing move by Josh Allen this past weekend that probably wasn't picked up by a lot of people. He gets hit front side by a defender who wraps him both arms and not only holds onto the ball, but his tree trunk legs are strong enough. He doesn't go down right away. And he switches the ball out of his throwing hand into his offhand, slips his throwing hand out of the grasp of the defender, puts the ball back in his throwing hand, and flips it far enough to avoid a sack before being taken down. We call that an athletic play. Fucking athletic as shit, even though it doesn't show up in the highlights. All right, I want to get to Herb Kirk Herbstreet because I am going to make the rubble jump on this guy. Wow. Are you ready for me to s- annihilate Kirk okay. Herbstreet? Okay, I'm a Herbstreet stan. So oh, you, a fan or a stan? Stan. Oh, my God. Well, buckle up, Jay. This is not going to be pretty. Herbstreet okay. on Tuesday night dared to insinuate that Michigan, who just canceled against Maryland, 
may also cancel against the Ohio State University. And he used a phrase that got him instantly in trouble, white flag. Take a listen. I think a lot of people wanted to see where Ohio State would be. Uh, The concern on Friday and Saturday was Ohio State. Are they going to have to shut down their operation? Are they going to potentially miss the Michigan State game? Maybe miss the, the, uh, of course, the Illinois game. Are they going to have enough to be able to play against Ohio or against Michigan? And are they going to miss the Big Ten Championship? And and how is the committee going to evaluate them? The fact that they played four games and they're still sitting there in the top four. Now it comes down to they were going to play Michigan State Saturday. I still think Michigan waves the white flag, potentially avoids playing Ohio State next week. And then, David, they'll, they'll potentially get a game on the 19th. They could be sitting there with six games. Um, and Michigan, is that fair, David? Michigan could opt out, basically, of that game and keep Ohio State out of six games to qualify for the Big Ten Championship. That doesn't make sense to me, but I think... Well, well, well. All true. All true. Okay. Because if Ohio State plays Michigan this year, Ryan Day (laughs) is going to try to hang 100 on Michigan. And that's why Michigan is going to opt out because they don't want to be embarrassed in Harbaugh's last game as Michigan coach. I agree with everything Kirk Herbstreit just said. I do too. And I thought what he said was not out of bounds. And I'm already saying I'll put a small wager that, of course, Michigan's not going to play against Ohio State. By the way, Michigan, after canceling against Maryland, they never set, they have a policy. They're not saying how many people actually have COVID. So you don't know. It could be as few as four guys. And you could then contact trace that out to 20 and say there's too many. We don't want to play. So it wouldn't shock me if they did. Here's where maybe your Herbie Standum takes a turn to the south. He apologized, Jay, within hours. He's done. He does that a lot. All right, here, take make, a listen. Make, make the point. Hey guys, um, just wanted to just uh, speak for a second about some comments that I made earlier tonight on our college football uh, ranking show. Ma- made some comments about Michigan about the potential of them waving a white flag and and intentionally trying to avoid playing Ohio State by just saying, hey, we have too many cases and and we're going to opt out. Um, I had no business at all saying that. I have no evidence of that. It was completely unfair to the University of Michigan, uh, to Jim Harbaugh, to his players and coaches, and I just wanted to apologize. I think, if anything, um, I think we all go through some ups and downs. He then goes into this long soliloquy about this season. I'm conflicted. Everything else, boo, boo! I, Don't I'm angry apologize. That he did that. See, I'm angry that he did that. Oh yeah, it gets worse. It goes on for two minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead. This is gonna be like old Notre Dame highlights. We move ahead to the same series, same <laughs> set of downs. Yeah, we move ahead more into the game. Same yeah. series, new set of downs. Huh? We move ahead. Sunday morning, Notre Dame highlights. Um, I think I was more just trying to say this is happening around the country. Uh, we're, we're seeing that. Uh, but it was un- completely uncalled for to say that Michigan was potentially doing that. I, I have absolutely no evidence of that. So uh, to Michigan, to their fans, to, especially to Jim Harbaugh Ooh. and to those players, I uh, hope you I hope everybody's okay regarding the COVID. They're going to be fine. And um, I hope, again, I hope they're able to play and and get the, their last this. two games in and, and wish them all the best. I, I got a 25-year track record of not being a guy that pokes at Michigan, even though I'm an Ohio State guy. And um, I take a lot of pride in being fair, and I was not fair tonight. And I- oh. oh, my God. He sounds like John Cleese from A Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> that, that's I what I, that's what, Jesus I, I would play that soundbite, but the same auxiliary in that I use for our phone – is the one that plugs in my instant replay. I've got to address that here on this well, Roadcaster Pro. But yes, it sounds like the same apology from a fish called Wanda. It's over the top and absurd, but that is, as I call, the original paycheck protection program. Herbie likes making $5 million a year on ESPN. So when any little ripple comes up, because you know Michigan people fired in to ESPN and said, what the fuck did your guy just say? Why should he be – does he not realize that Stephen A. Smith works for that network okay. and says more outlandish shit than that? Jay, I'm so glad you mentioned that. It's almost like you're listening to my morning show on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee because I made the same I'm point. To, I'm going to say I'm not because it's on too early. I, I know. <laughs> Thank you for that. And you don't need to because you'll hear my shit every week when we talk on the phone. So right. 
I said, how is it that Stephen A. Smith can come on the air with a cowboy hat, a black cowboy hat, an unlit cigar, and start cackling every time the Cowboys step on their dick and lose, and yet Kirk can't say, well, you know, Michigan might wave the white flag and avoid this one. Why? The only answer I got from somebody was, because you're not supposed to take Stephen A. as seriously. And I said, get out of here with that. Okay, very funny you say that. I was listening to Bill's podcast with our friend Mr. Tony, and they both said... Simmons asked Kornheiser, how are you guys different from first take? And he goes, well, people kind of understand with a wink, knowing that 90% of what they say is bullshit. That's Mm. why. So you really don't take them seriously like Mm. you do anyone else. I now understand. But first take takes themselves seriously. To the point where it's rather dramatic as you watch it going, you don't really believe this shit, do you? First take is utterly dev- – Jay, what's going on? You all right? City gear. Oh, my God. His phone's cutting in and out. All right. I was going to say, first take is utterly devoid of humor, if you ask me. Except for when maybe Stephen A. is clowning on the Cowboys. That's about it. To me, there's no reason why – a guy like Herb Street can't be a little bit bare knuckled and start some shit and maybe say, huh, if I'm Michigan and and wear those Columbus colors a little bit proudly, you know? I think I think it's Herb Street because Billis goes out on limbs and says some shit and he doesn't get in trouble. Yeah. Remember when Billis attacked uh old Dick Vital on selection Sunday because Vital was doing the whole, Oh, I can't believe they were left out. It's so terrible. And he basically just mocked old man Vital. He's was, like, don't you watch games anymore? Right. Yeah, yeah, it was uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, that's Jay. Jay, that's enough. He's a he's an enthusiastic old man. Just just leave him be, will you? Well, I, well, I've got an FT, my FTG's coming up. All right, so well, there, there's Herb Street uh, taking down a notch in your book because of the apology. Don't forget, he's the guy that moved out of Columbus to Nashville because, claiming yeah. fans were harassing him for not being positive enough about the Buckeyes. No police reports, no incidents. He just wanted to move to a tax-free state right across the border. Couldn't he just fucking say that? Because he wants it both ways. He wants to be perfect Herbie. He's like a politician. He's the same guy that got a radio dude fired for saying how bad Desmond Howard was on game day and that he should just die. Okay, I've never heard this story. What? Yeah. Yeah, a, a radio guy uh, in Columbus was w- – because Herbie used to do local radio. And this guy's like, man, you know, Desmond Howard's terrible. He should just die. And, of course, he was a figure of speech. And Herbie then got his panties in a wad and got the guy fired. Okay, I'm going to say this. Desmond Howard is terrible in college game day. <laughs> he is. Why? He's, he's, he offers me nothing. Okay. And he's not even funny. Like, he people – I, there's nothing worse in the job that I used to have. There was nothing worse when people would dance, would laugh at players who tried to make jokes and they weren't fucking funny. I used to have to sit there and watch people uh, giggle at Aubrey Huff doing, and I was like, "This guy's not fucking funny. Why are you guys pretending like he's funny?" Yeah, and and I hate media people who think they're funny even worse than athletes. So, no, Desmond Howard's not good. That is bad. All right, time now for Fuck That Guy. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got this week? I've got a three-headed monster. I, I happen to see all three of these people over the in the last week. Chris Berman, Dick Vitale, and Bill Walton. It is time to <laughs> let it go with these three people. Uh, they are Chris Berman with his references that nobody under the age of 90 gets. <laughs> Dick Vitale, who watches no college basketball anymore, has no insight. And Bill Walton is a bore. It's it's just terrible. There is, How are they still on the air? There is Bill Walton pushback because the occasional nuttiness 
and the occasional quips that he would uncork with his partner Dave Pash on Pac-12 games that would then go viral. Now he feels the need every game to deliver more of them, and it's it's not good. Just like this phone is not good. So you're saying Vital... Good Lord, what is that? Vital Berman and... Vital Berman and Walton. What the hell? I'm going to shake this phone right now. I'm going to strangle this phone right now. It's not working. Oh, there there it is again. I don't know what to say. Could be on Jay's end. Jay, you there? All right, Jay. Jay, I'll see you later, buddy. The phone's crapping out. Good fuck that guy, though. Appreciate it. There you go. Bye now. Oh, God. I try, people. I do try. I strive for quality at all turns, and yet technology. It's just a phone call. How hard is it for it to be rock solid? All right, my fuck that guy goes to a restaurant manager in San Antonio. A struggling young woman who had been a waitress for just two weeks was having trouble keeping up on a busy day. And a very kind customer tipped her $2,000 with a note of Merry Christmas, keep working hard. The restaurant said they couldn't process tips over $500. And she still hasn't had a penny of that tip just yet. Other servers have said, hey, give her four $500 you know, tips and work it out that way. The restaurant is still dragging their heels. Boo, the Grinch that stole Christmas. So to the manager of that restaurant... Fuck that guy. Let's end on this. Mmm. Tastes like all lab-grown meat. You heard me. Lab-grown meat. What the hell did you just say? Yes. This is an incredible story, if you ask me. Mmm. It tastes like all meat. We are now going to create sustainable food. Not from living turned dead animals, but from cells in a laboratory. Wow. An American startup company will begin selling lab-grown chicken in Singapore after winning what it calls the world's first government approval for cultured meat. The San Francisco-based company called Eat Just uses chicken muscle cells to produce the sustainable and healthy alternative to meat from slaughtered birds. The company says it'll bring its chicken nuggets to market in Singapore after winning the landmark regulatory clearance from the country's food agency. They plan to grow the man-made poultry in the Southeast Asian city-state and sell it to restaurants before making it directly available to consumers. Eat Just is part of a global market for meat alternatives that's seen significant growth amid concerns about the meat industry's harmful effects on health and the environment. Yeah, it's food. A lot of hungry mouths on this planet, human mouths that need food. A lot of hungry animals. They wake up every day going, man, my stomach is growling. I need to go stalk somebody and eat something. Otherwise, I'm going to die. And you can't just make food out of thin air, but we're getting a little bit closer. We're getting a little bit closer. It's not thin air, but it's out of Cells, laboratory meat. (laughs) Who knows if it's going to taste any good? Who knows what kind of havoc it could wreak on your (laughs) digestive system? Maybe it'll be great. We are, though, hurtling towards, closer and closer, a world of the Jetsons, where we're not just puttering around in the sky, but we are also taking a pill that constitutes a fully-blown turkey dinner, like on Thanksgiving, with just a pill and a glass of water to wash it down. Just boom, expands in our stomach, fills us up, and gives us all the nourishment we need. That'll be it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and again, thank you for the load management day. Tomorrow, football, five ways Friday, back, proper rendition with You Are Looking Live. College football picks from Tim Murray. We'll have Mr. X for an extended period and charge on fantasy football because it is getting down to winning time. 
and we'll give you the best advice possible. And I thank everybody who is a subscriber to Fridays. If you would like to gift this podcast as a Christmas gift, you can do so, or at least the Friday edition. Go ahead and go to zabe.com slash subscribe. Find out how you can do that. And we appreciate you spreading the word of ZabeCast Nation. Have a great Thursday. Have a great Thursday, everybody. And we will see you next time. Man, 2020 has been a sports season unlike any other. That's why you need a sports book unlike any other. My bookie. Get some skin in the game where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await you all season long. These are the sizzle that go with the stake of having a reliable place to put a little bit of money down, or maybe a lot of money down, on your favorite sport. My bookie. Turkey Day is coming. There is no better time to feast on your NFL college football action. Whether you're a first-time customer or if you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in their thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and more. Sign up today for the first time or get reloaded. Find your edge and make some money. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. The best part is my bookie never closes, and there's no smoke getting in your eyes. Make the right play, sign up today, and when you do, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put 200 bucks in, they'll match it with $100 of their own. So if you're planning to bet this coming fall, guess what? You're already ahead of the game. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it.